Jonathan Lawrence. Great right through for Fuller. Fuller's beaten Larson here. And Ricardo Fuller scored for Stone. Ten minutes to go. And it could yet be a celebratory night in the Portuguese. Hello, welcome to episode 34 of the Wizards of Drivel podcast. My name is David Cowlishaw and I'm joined by Chris Brammer. Merry Christmas, Dave. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Chris. And Merry Christmas to Tom Thrower. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, it's nice to be uh, back. <laughs> that, that, that was such an enthusiastic welcome from uh, from Chris there. It's just there. Uh, it set the tone for what will hopefully be a much happier podcast than the last one. <laughs> Who knows, though? Who knows? We are going to be talking about Stokes 2016, though, so I dare say we might fall back into depression, but hopefully not. Um, yeah, so this is a bit of a, a strange podcast. It's our Christmas special. Woo. Uh, <laughs> Essentially, we're going to be talking about uh, Stokes 2016, best moments, worst moments, all that stuff. And we've also got uh, a couple of Christmas questions that we've thrown to Twitter and stuff. So uh, let's get straight into it with an opening question. Chris. Yes. If you could give a Christmas present to any Stoke player, what would you give to whom? Okay. So I think because it's the the season of goodwill and you know it's all about being forgiving and stuff with everyone i would give a present to peter crouch and the present okay. and the present would be you know how you can get those um you can get gloves but they've got the little like finger pads on them so you can tweet and use your phone <laughs> outside on the colds i'd give peter crouch some of those so when he sat on the bench and he's got his gloves on. He can still tweet there and, you know, do his banter. Do his, hey, James Corden, let's be best friends while I'm... Oh, I should be a... I, should, I could kick a football. It'd be great. So, that, so that's what I'd like to... I'd like to give Peter Crouch some uh, iPhone gloves. He, he could tweet on a uh, cold uh, January day at the Bet365. Perhaps even when he's playing and we're you know, defending. And he's, he's up the other end. He's got nothing to do. Just uh, oh, waiting for the ball to come, lol. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole new... Uh, that, that's a whole new area of football we've never seen and I'd like to think that Peter Crouch could be the uh, the innovator of tweeting whilst playing. That be, that would be... That would be an, another, another thing... For his career, you know, historical landmark, Peter Crouch. First, yep. <laughs> lol. Peter I would, I would have scored that chance if people passed me the ball. <laughs> that he could periscope while he played to uh, give a, a player's eye view. <laughs> it sounds just, like just an running episode around. from Black Mirror. It just sounds all a bit <laughs> too weird. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Christmas special, everyone. <laughs> so yeah, we we seem to have digs about Crouchy and his tweeting antics most episodes. So uh, it's definitely a Wizards of Dribble Christmas special. Um, 
Harry Harry Cairns actually on Twitter said I'd give Peter Crouch a heated cushion because he moans about sitting on the bench so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I like Crouchy. I don't know why like every podcast seems to be just having digs at him, but uh, there you go. Uh, Tom, uh, who would you give a Christmas present to, and what would you give them? I went to one of my favourite players to give him a Christmas present, and I feel they've had a, a bit of a tough year, and they've had some criticism which I don't necessarily agree with, but eventually. The criticism's been warranted, so I would get Eric Peters some crossing lessons with David Beckham. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Does Beckham know how to teach uh, left-footed players, though? This could be an issue. I, I don't know. Like, I, I could. I've thought about gigs, but then I don't know. I don't really like him as a person, so. <laughs> you don't want Eric associating. Yeah, no. With Eric's him. too nice to associate with someone like him, so. Yeah, Be- Beckham's such a a, lo- a lovely sort of clean cut sort of chap. Mm. I- I'd pay to watch that actually. If, if, uh, <laughs> if someone who's big on YouTube can sort that out, <laughs> when when Eric met David, I'd watch that. I like it. Uh, I've 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 thought about this a lot. No, I haven't. I, I'm just literally trying to think about it now. Um, <laughs> a Christmas present I'd give to a Stoke player would probably be for one of our backup goalkeepers. And I think I'd give uh, Shay Gibbon some Werther's Originals. Oh, That's mean. <laughs> well, well, who doesn't like Werther's Originals? Yeah, but... <laughs> they're, they're, they're a nice suite. And I'd, I'd give... Um, I'd give... Uh, Jakob Haugard a fishing rod so he could catch something <laughs> there you go there's your joke it there it is there it is I mean it wouldn't be a Christmas special without a joke from a cracker would it so well done <laughs> <laughs> right uh, let's uh, let's start the uh, quote unquote award section of the show which is uh, looking back on Stokes glorious 2016 who can forget the draw at Middlesbrough, or <laughs> the uh, gallant thrashing of Stevenage in the League Cup. So many <laughs> memories. <laughs> but uh, we'll still we'll start with uh, happy times, uh, lads. Yes. Uh, I know you. I know you've had to research this question in depth, but uh, I want your best Stoke moments from 2016. I'll start with you, Chris. Oh, okay. Uh, there, I can think. I can think of a few. Um, obviously, we reached a cup semi-final, and whilst we were knocked out on penalties, I think the moment where we um, scored at Anfield and thought, "Oh, it could happen," that was a pretty decent moment. This that was this year, wasn't it? That wasn't like this, December twenty fifteen. Yeah, it was. Um, that that was a that was a pretty pretty good moment. I um, there was a, I think the three one win at Bournemouth was pretty decent as well. Um, yeah, and and who can forget miraculously finishing ninth? Yeah, <laughs> that that was that was a strange one. Uh, thanks to Leicester drawing at Chelsea on the last day and Juve, uh popping up and scoring a. I think our first set piece goal of last season, <laughs> the very last one. 
Yeah, that was that was okay. <laughs> Tom, do, do you have any uh, happy memories from this year? Uh, Aside from Trump winning. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> playing off the, uh, the the Bournemouth win, sort of Gianelli and Bueller, and just anything he did in 2016 just made me happy. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, we signed him, and Chelsea were after him, and we'd just gone, come from like that December where we decided to turn into Barcelona. And you're there thinking, wow, we're, we're, we're getting players over Chelsea here. This is amazing. And then he comes and he has no idea how to use Twitter. And it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. My my, my favourite... Well, there's... Sure, we, we could devote a whole section to uh, Gianelli and Bula's social media antics. So since it's the Christmas special and it's my podcast, let's... Uh, yes. Shall we have a new category of Gianelli and Bula social media moment of the year? Yes, yes, please. Okay, I think uh, I think there's one standout uh, memory, but uh, I think uh, just to set the ball rolling, I'll say his Instagram. It's surprising. You think most of the actions on Twitter? Actually, there's a lot going on on his Instagram. I'd recommend it. Um, <laughs> I hope you're going to say what I'm thinking of. <laughs> you two just giggling, giggling away. You already know where I'm going. But, um, yeah. It, it's the pr- promos he does for his upcoming games. <laughs> also, I, first of all, I love the idea that Premier League footballers are doing their own promotion for like, oh, come watch me in this, like like it's a like a local band that's playing in a pub instead of like the biggest sporting competition in the world. But yeah, it's just like he, he finds some graphics somewhere. Someone's making these. But it's like yeah, Stoke versus Sunderland, Bet Three Six Five Stadium, and always. The Bet365 Stadium is located in Stoke on Tent. <laughs> no, no one's told him yet that it's Trent. <laughs> Chris, what's your what's your Gianelli and Bueller social media moment of the year? I think my favourite had to be where he declared himself man of the match <laughs> after one of his first games. <laughs> It was the Chelsea match, wasn't it? Yeah, just man of the match, 21. Did, did, he, did, did, did he get an actual award for that or something? Was it, oh, it was an away game, wasn't it? So he can't have been. But he, he just decided he was. Oh, dear me. Oh, he's brilliant. He's he's superb. Gianelli and Bula. Or, as he once tweeted, Gianelli and Bula. Uh, Tom. <laughs> Tom. Tom. Playing off what Chris uh, said, I think my favourite was um, this season when he actually got man of the match against Watford and Twitter just <laughs> sort of had his own little meltdown because he'd actually gone and done it. Yeah. Uh, Joe Barbieri uh, wrote a poem which went, Roses are red, violets are cooler, man of the match, Gianelli and Pula. <laughs> I love it. I can't believe no one's mentioned the flaming cheater. Yeah, like the flaming cheater. I was going to mention the flaming cheater. That is, I mean, to a how would you describe that image to a person who's never seen it? (laughs) (laughs) Right. If if you haven't, just um, tweet us and and we'll uh, provide you with the picture. But it really has to be seen to be believed. Right, you know, there's like a big football fan art culture. Like people like always like draw like pictures of their favourite players or like do like really cool edits, which could be like a good desktop wallpaper kind of thing. This is <laughs> I can't 
to describe it. It's it's Gene Enning Bueller's on the ball. Okay, okay. You think standard picture so far. Um and in the top right hand corner is also Gianelli and Bueller with his arms crossed. And there's sort of like little I don't know, bars all around him. So that's like the logo for the picture. But then for some reason there's a cheetah like chasing him and the cheetah's on fire. <laughs> I want to meet the person who made that. I, I want them to out themselves. They won Stoke Fun of the Year, didn't thing. they? <laughs> yeah. In Matt Selfridge's uh, World Cup of Stoke fans on Twitter, um, <laughs> in which I got knocked out in the groups, um, I didn't uh, even qualify. Yeah, they won Fun of the Year for their inventive graphic design. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, what's the Because you know, without without you, we'd have ended the year on a miserable note. But just thinking about those, all those great moments, and hopefully more to come from the great man. <laughs> Hopefully more on the football pitch and not just on social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh Tom, did we get round to your best Stoke moments from twenty sixteen? Uh, yeah, we got we got Gianelli and Bula and then I think um yeah. on a like a, a serious a note, Joe Allen scoring at Old Trafford was like really fun. That was a good mantle in the corner. Yeah. Proper. Yeah. 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 Nice to not lose. Yeah, there. I'd agree I'd agree with uh Joe Allen's goal is probably the best moment of the year. I mean, the the first half of last season doesn't. The, sorry, the second half of last season doesn't have much to uh, write home about. There was the great performance in the semi final, but it's still so heartbreaking looking back. And um, the first half of this season, we, we've had a few wins here and there, but they're sort of been standard wins against poor sides. Uh, so yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. So I declare that Joe Allen's goal against Man United is, is the official Stoke <laughs> moment of 2016. Uh, there's no like trophy made up, but yeah, Joe, get in touch if you want a trophy. I'll sort one out for you, mate. Um, <laughs> or a mug if you want a mug, Joe. <laughs> yeah, if if you want to stand on the uh, front cover of Mug Magazine, you know, <laughs> a la his chicken and egg. Appearance, uh, by all means, be our guest. Um, this this episode is going to be so niche. There's just so many references we've made already. Like people are like, what? What are they on about? Flaming cheetah, chicken and egg magazine. It's Christmas. Right. It's fine. Yeah, right. Let's let's calm down and uh, let's think about the worst moments of 2016. Let's uh, lower the tone a bit. We've had way too much fun already. Um, Chris, your worst moment of the year. It's not been a great year, really, has it? <laughs> no. Lacklustre end to last season and uh, a poor start to the season this year. Sort of recovered a bit, but yeah, bit of a disaster last week. So what what was the worst moment for you? <laughs> um, I, th- there's, there's several that build up into one, which is constantly losing to Crystal Palace climaxing in the 4-1 loss earlier this season um yeah like absolutely the probably one of the worst performances i've seen in a in recent years watch it don't Um, say that they'll get after you (laughs) (laughs) in in recent years you know not like losing to stockport county or whatever um 
Yeah, awful, awful time. Um, the, the like losing to Spurs was awful, but it's Spurs and they're a good team. Palace are awful. Like someone tweeted out some ridiculous stat, like thirty three percent of Palace's points this year have come from victories over Stoke or something like that. Ridiculous stats where it's like. Oh, Palace are awful. Why do we have to lose to them yeah. all the time? They've had a worse calendar year than us and yet beaten us every time. Because, <laughs> yeah, you are right. They are garbage. They have a garbage manager. They're just... They've got decent players, but yeah, their manager is awful and they've had an awful year. And they're just so... They're just such a bugger to get to as well. I hope they go down. <laughs> um, uh, solely because that Alan Pardew dance in the FA Cup final. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's my word. Shit-eating grin. <laughs> that's the. <laughs> if you were picking a general worst moment of 2016 in football, I think the Alan Pardew dance is uh, awful. I think it's. I think it's up there with the worst moments in 2016. Full stop. <laughs> probably. Probably. Wow. Depends. Depends on your political opinions, of course. Um, yeah, Tom. Worst moments of 2016. Yeah, sort of going off what Chris said, I've just got written down, playing Tottenham, playing Crystal Palace, playing Liverpool. Uh, there's just mm. no fun against <laughs> any of them. Well, we've still got a game to play against them this year. Yeah. It could all change. Nah, Liverpool is awful. <laughs> I don't look back on that semi-final with any fondness because I was yeah. watching that match in a pub in Brighton, which is uh, known as the Brighton Cop. So it's me... And about 120 Liverpool fans. Oh, mate. And, for and 40... we were so much bloody better than them as well. And for 45 minutes, I was absolutely on top of the world. I was like, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to go through. And then Mark Munizia, who is the spitting image of my housemate, steps up to take a penalty. And my housemate, who's a Liverpool fan as well, leans over to me and goes, I'm crap at penalties. I'll miss this. It broke my heart. Oh. And that's some supernatural stuff. Yeah, I know. There. That's that's freaky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think Munier's penalty miss is right up there. But I think last week could be it as well. Last week was bloody dreadful. Just like like against Palace, we were shit from the first whistle. But like against Leicester, it's just like the way we self-destructed like was. Taking being stoked to new heights. Just... <laughs> is it is it worse to implode than it is to just not turn up? <laughs> is... uh, it, yeah, I think if you'd have asked me on Saturday at six o'clock, I'd have said yes. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, not not good. Um, that's a that's keep on a miserable theme. Who has been your worst player of 2016? Let's spill some blood now. Come on. <laughs> worst player of 2016. Oh, God. Harsh. Harsh. Yeah. Um, for me, it has got to, unfortunately, be Mr. Shea Given. Um, pretty much because we... Well, we, we bought in Derby County's reserve keeper and he's done a better job. Like, it's no... no, no th- fault of his own but yeah like <laughs> consistently bad Shay Given on the subject of uh, Shay Given uh, me Josh on uh, Twitter 
has suggested a Christmas present for Shay Given would be his pension. <laughs> yeah, that's that's two old jokes against him in the same pocket. <laughs> okay, um, Tom, your worst Stoke player of the year. Uh, if you can't get this, you definitely don't follow me on Twitter. It's <laughs> been Shay Given's compatriot, Glenn Whelan who in 2015 sort of... A lot of people are going to tweet you now. Yeah, Joe, Joe's going to get straight in at me. Um, he was so good in 2015. He went from this typical Tony Pulis sign-in who just made a lot of tackles to being this like man-mountain, amazing holding midfielder. And just in 2016, he's just been awful. Like I can't <laughs> tell you a game where he's been better than one of the worst three players on the pitch yeah he's not had a good 2016 in my opinion yeah um i think i probably would have gone uh, for a toss-up between given and Howgard. i think Howgard's played slightly fewer <laughs> games this year i i so, can't uh, I, I can't criticize Howgard simply because he just it feels like it's bullying more than anything. <laughs> yeah, you feel like he's the enthusiastic kid at school who just gets everything yeah. wrong. <laughs> That's it. He tries. Just like, he tries. Just like, yeah, it's it's nice that you're putting your hand up, Jacob, but you keep getting the wrong answers. So just <laughs> calm it down. <laughs> okay, we'll uh, do some more awards uh, in a bit. First, we'll have a Stoke City Christmas Eleven. I think I might put some sleigh bells under this. Uh, but um, th this has been a compilation of all your best puns from Twitter. So thank you to everyone who sent us in suggestions. Uh, this is the official Stoke City Christmas 11. Uh, we've gone for a 5-3-2 formation with uh, wing-backs. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Nice. Okay. Here it is. In goal, sleigh given. <laughs> Uh, in your wing back positions we've got Rory de Lapland <laughs> and Fairy Tale of Pew York Brilliant Centre backs Noel Blake, George Merry and Neil Franklin Sense <laughs> Franklin Sense <laughs> I like that one In central midfield Justin Sol Whittle that's uh, Pete Smith from the Sentinel with that one. And Daryl Brussel Sprout. <laughs> and uh, joining them in a, a defensive midfield role is my personal favourite, Ding Dong Merrily on Fi. <laughs> and up front, probably the most Christmassy name of any footballer ever. Gift on Noel Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and he partners Ngoy to the world. Oh, hey. <laughs> on the on the bench we have Hot Toddy Orlikson, Asmur Begovic, Noel Blake, oh no, we've had Noel Blake, <laughs> uh, Danny Collins, Gianelli Imula, <laughs> oh my god, Jacob Ho Ho Hogard, <laughs> Mint Soverson, <laughs> Stocking Fuller, Vincent Pericard, and the manager is Alan Snowball. <laughs> yep, that, I, I think it. that was that was possibly worse than the Pokemon Eleven, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe maybe not. 
Okay, back back to the uh, awards then. Best signing of 2016. A lot of competition for this, I think. Chris, what do you reckon? Oh, that's a difficult one. Um, it's a toss-up, I think, between Bruno Martins Indy and... Uh, do I want to say... Lee Grant. I think between those two. Um, I'm going to say Bruno Martins Indy. Probably because he's been surprisingly just... He's fit into the team so well. And he hasn't been spectacular. But that's a good thing. Because he's just been completely solid. And better than I'd hoped for and expected. Um, Yeah. I'll let I'll, yeah that yeah I'm gonna go for Bruno Martins Indy. Tom, what do you reckon? Um, I, I think it definitely is just Gianelli and Bula, but we've talked about him enough, so I'll pick <laughs> someone else. Um, probably. Um, yeah, like Joe Allen, I guess. Yeah, Joe Allen's been pretty good. Um, can I pick moving Manjuf to a right back as a new signing? Because that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> I mean, it's not just the fact that he seems to do quite well there. It's like the comic relief he brings when the match is really tense <laughs> and you see him tackle someone on all fours. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes you feel a lot better. He is, he is great value. <laughs> can, I, can I also maybe suggest the best signing of 2016 be... Um, the whole of the nation of Egypt <laughs> to our fan base. Oh. Um, <laughs> Not so I think good. given the the comments during the Rainbow Laces campaign, I disagree with <laughs> you. Uh, awful scenes. Um, but yeah, it, it was nice to think that uh, an entire nation were now Stoke fans. Uh, <laughs> Until we changed shame. our shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> They bloody love shoelaces in, in Egypt. Um, yeah, Ramadan Sobi uh, is a really exciting signing, uh, but I just want to see more of him. It's so frustrating. I think he could be a really, really good player, and it's yeah. Um, in terms of permanent signings, it's Joe Allen for me. Um, even if his brilliant performances have maybe come at the expense of a settled midfield. Um, but I think best signing overall, I would probably give to Bruno Martins Indy uh, purely for uh, stabilising a rocky defence. Um, goal of the year. Ooh. Chris. Yes. Oh. Um, I, know, I know what mine is, but can you think okay. if yours mine is i've got two can i have two or do i have to pick one yeah go on okay (laughs) thank you thank you so when i was originally thinking about this i thought hosselu away at watford but nice i think that my personal favorite is mark munez's um goal from a few weeks ago 
where he that just... was my answer. Yeah, sorry. It's no, it's just it's a perfect fine. it it's a perfect goal for a perfect human being. Yeah, and a great celebration too. Just a lovely uh, move all the way up the pitch, culminating in a Pele esque finish from the from the diminutive Spaniard. Also, I, I didn't mention this, but my signing of the year uh, is not... I've changed my mind. It's not Bruno Martins, Indy. My signing of the year is getting Marco Arnautovic on a new contract. Oh, yeah. yes. very clever. It's, I'd, I'd completely huge. forgotten that we had that in the summer. Yeah. Everton fans would rather have Aaron Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> Bless, him. Bless him. Jinx. Uh, Tom, your goal of the year. Yeah, Chris, you stole mine as well. I went Yosselu. Sorry. <laughs> Yosselu, just for the fact that John Walters decided he wants to be Andres Iniesta for 30 seconds of an afternoon. And Gomez's kick was awful, but John Walters just saw it, didn't he? He saw exact everything happening in that moment. One touch. <laughs> Nearly as good as his one touch finish against um, Burnley. Was it against Burnley? Yeah, yeah, the uh, the little dink. Which no one could um, believe that he'd actually meant it until he'd seen the replay about three times. Yeah. Um, I I also considered uh, Shakiri's first goal against Hull. Uh, hmm. I think probably the best goal by any Stoke player this year is Shakiri's in the Euros for Switzerland. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> annoy- annoying he hasn't done that this season. Like, come on, Shaq, what are you doing? Um... Arnie, Arnie's against Hull, pretty good, from the cup. Yeah, yeah. Arnie scored, yeah, two, two fantastic, uh, fruitless goals for us in the in the cup and uh, away at Palace, where he just kind of scored a goal out of sheer frustration about how crap we were. <laughs> that, that, that was a, it was such a sad moment just seeing Arnie score and just be annoyed at it. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm very sorry to Jack Hollingsworth who tweeted in, uh, but I've, I'm going to have to call you out a bit here. Um, we we answer, we asked uh, these questions that we've we've been discussing on Twitter. His player of the year for 2016 was Ibrahim Afalai, oh. which I think is Aww. questionable considering he got injured in April. <laughs> but, uh, That's made me really and sad. And not only that, yeah. Not only that, two of his uh, favourite goals of the year were Shakiri against Everton <laughs> and Arnautovic against Man United. Which both occurred in the last week of December 2015. Hashtag false awareness month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so technically it's within the year, but uh, yeah, it, it does say a lot that when uh, our sort of best bits of 2016 have been a player who got injured in April and two goals from last year. <laughs> yeah oh dear right a uh, bit of a self-indulgent category but we're nothing if not self-indulgent on this podcast so uh, Chris you're you're probably a better person to ask this to than Tom but uh, your <laughs> podcast moment of the year well uh, there can only be one answer Dave can there not uh, well like, I don't know they, they, Meeting Guy and Balagay was pretty cool. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, there's, there's. Well, then, in which case, there are several. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that the football blogs awards was pretty cool. 
Um, but I think coining a hashtag that's turned into a movement and got into a tabloid paper is um, probably more of a highlight of the year. But I, I think not, not, not only just getting into the newspaper, the fact that it it worked and we influenced <laughs> a Premier League substitution. <laughs> there is that. There is that. I mean, my my personal favourite um, moment though is when our colleague from the United States, Zach, outed Jeff Cameron as a Benghazi <laughs> truther. <laughs> 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 Genuine classic. Uh, uh, Tom, do, uh, you're an irregular contributor, but uh, any standout moments for you? I haven't got any that involve me, but I've got something we mentioned earlier, and is Ben constantly digging out Peter Crouch every single week. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me smile. And Ivan's lovely, lovely voice. It was really nice to hear. Oh. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get him oh. back on soon just to, just to hear him. Like, we had people tweeting us saying, who's the bloke pretending to do the Russian accent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. <laughs> that was quite good. Um, on, on, a, on a serious note, sh- um, I think the FA Cup uh, podcast special was pretty was pretty special to to record and this is this is not funny but it was genuinely um and you'll attest to this Dave it was genuinely emotional by the end of it like <laughs> it was we, quite we were we were getting very emotional towards the end just thinking about like Tony Pulis coming over to the fans at full time and stuff we were we had, we had to sort of uh get out of there quickly didn't we but um <laughs> At least it got a good reception on the oat cake. That was the important. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Ben's article uh, for Bear Pit was also yeah, uh, that went down like a, a highlight of the year. Ton of bricks. <laughs> oh dear me. Uh, yeah, chatting to uh, Stan Collymore was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I'd I'd say. Uh, Win it, winning say, the winning the quiz as well, Dave. Winning the quiz oh, yeah. at the Football Blogs Awards. Yeah, our table won the halftime quiz uh, because we cheated and used Twitter. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I've got two football shirts out of it, so uh, nice one. Um, and also, uh, the guys from the Anfield Rock, uh, Rap Podcast giving us a load of beers on their table is also cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, definitely, it's got to be deploying Goy for the. Uh, for just being a joke that got out of hand, but then was somehow taken serious so seriously by uh, the media and the management. <laughs> that it, um... I mean, we got bloody stickers made. Like, what the hell have we done this year? It's just weird when you think about it. It's like, I just, just look at the stickers and think, this is weird. This is a weird thing we've done. But, uh, uh, you know when you said earlier it's a niche podcast like episode i think the, the whole podcast has been very even from from the outset where we spent half an episode talking about pokemon go like this 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 podcast is not for everyone is it, it yeah. is there is a certain clientele that will listen to this show yeah been pretty horrible year not a great year for stoke um so in in the spirit of renewal of celebration of 2017, do you have any New Year's resolutions for Stoke players? I think 
<laughs> my New Year's resolution for a Stoke player would be for... Uh, I don't know. Gianelli and Bula, our best yes. mate, to take his Twitter antics and take it further and and become... Host his own YouTube show. Host his own YouTube show. Where, yeah, because in my head, he's essentially a character from Shooting Stars. Like, he's that level of surreal. So, I want to see his YouTube show, please. Sort it out. Would it it just be a vlog of just, like, what he got up to today? It would be a vlog, but if... I don't know if you ever watched Shooting Stars in the latter series where it was... They had Angelos Epithemu. That's how he will come across. So, he actually, like, in his spare time, he owns a burger van. And he, like... And when people, like, say, oh, uh, can I get a hot dog, mate? He just replies with his name. That's all he says. (laughs) I I don't... Yeah, that's what... New Year's Revolution, get more into social media, (laughs) Giannale. Yeah. Um, Tom, how about you? I'm gonna like don the personality of a generic angry Stoke fan and go for <laughs> Bojan needs to track back more and make more tackles because that's what I want my strikers to be doing. They need to be getting in there, getting down to it, really making hard tackles in the last half. And Jack Butland needs to stop pretending he's injured. that's very good Um, what about you Dave uh, New Year's resolution Uh, my resolution would be for Mark Hughes to pick the same team for more than two games Um, I'd like the uh, FA uh, disciplinary panel to uh, just congratulate themselves with a nice (laughs) bottle of port uh, oh, Glenn Johnson needs I'd to like, stop pushing people into two-footed challenges. There's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I, I'd like a. This isn't a New Year's resolution, but I'd just like Jamie Vardy to enjoy his Christmas <laughs> off. Really, <laughs> he, he's earned it. He's had a good year. It's it's so weird that the that match of the day would jump to defend him. It was almost like he was up for Sports Personality of the Year or something. It's mm. so weird, isn't it? It's Huh. Yeah. Conspiracy. <laughs> Benghazi. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to this Christmas special of the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Um, Chris, have you got any Christmas messages for the for the people at home? Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to the podcast. It's been lovely to have you grow with us as we've progressed through the season. And we hope, we sincerely hope, that you have a lovely 2017. See that that's nice. That's that's a good way to end it. But I'll, but I'll let, end the show by just uh, asking you to do stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Wizards of Dribble. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, please. Uh, I think we've got one mug left that you can buy if you want. And uh, we've just today set up a Facebook page, facebook.com/wizardsofdribble. Uh, 2017. We've got a lot of plans for. We're going to hopefully uh, do a lot more exciting things, uh, branching out into other kinds of content, uh, but still <laughs> continuing with this podcast, the shambles that it is. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. We'll be back in the new year. Cheers. <laughs>